Good morning. It is May the 26th, and we are on day 11 of this uh, Daily New Testament readings. So Jesus asked an interesting question about whether it is easier to say, get up and walk, or your sins are forgiven. Forgiving someone's sin is something only God can do, but healing someone can be immediately seen. Jesus does both. He forgives Matthew, a tax collector, by asking him to follow him, which if you guys have seen The Chosen or not, um, I love that show. And I, I mean, each time when, that's uh, just amazing. But I remember when Matthew is on the episode when they show uh, Matthew sitting in his little booth and then Jesus looks at him and tells him to call. I about lost it. I think I did lose it. I was in a bubbling, uh, crying mess. Uh, I, and it happens to me each time I watch it. I mean, it's, it is amazing. Uh, yeah. Jesus, you're amazing. Okay. But he, I mean, he, he asked him to follow him. And I mean, the most despised, kind of sinners, <laughs> uh, kind of people. I mean, he, he was looked very low upon in the society by everybody. Um, but he continued to perform miracles and invited him to go along with him in that and adds the authority to forgive sin as well. I know many of us would like to uh, witness miracles or have one done in us. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, the greatest miracle he has done for each of us, and it is that forgiveness of sin. That's a uh, a pretty hard one to recognize. And, I mean, there's times where I feel like I kind of understand it and recognize it, and then... There's just times where it's like, I don't know. My my brain can't even wrap my head around it. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty pretty big. I mean, yeah, I, I would say that's the biggest miracle is is what he did on the the cross and, and coming back for us and and bringing redemption to all that are willing uh, to to accept him. Um, and, I mean, with that, not only did in that was there healing or forgiveness of our sins, there was also healing in that. Um, and for the mind, soul, body, emotions, everything. It's pretty, pretty amazing uh, what all he did. Um, Matthew 9 is the what this was based off of. So I'll go ahead and read it real quick for us. Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came into his own town. Some men brought him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to them, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, this fellow is blaspheming. 
Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your heart? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or say, Get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, Get up and take your mat and go home. Then the man got up and went home. And when the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to the man. Um, as Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting in the tax collector's booth. He said to him, follow me. Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked the disciples, why does this teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call on the righteous, but sinners. Then the disciples came and asked him, How is this? How is that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Uh, that was John's disciples that asked. And Jesus said, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn when he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunken cloth on an old garment, and the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tears worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, and the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hands on her, and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If only I touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her and said, Daughter, uh, take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue's leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and the people playing pipes, he said, Go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, and the crowd had been put outside and he went into the girl, or took the girl by hand, and she got up. The news of this spread through the region, and Jesus um, went on from there. And two blind men followed him, calling out, "Have mercy on us, son of David!" When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and asked, "Do you believe that I am able to do this?" And they said, "Yes, Lord." Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, it will be done. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, though, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over the region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man had been mute, spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, it is the, by the prince of demons 
that he drives out demons. Jesus went through the towns and the villages, proclaiming and teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out the workers into his harvest. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for today. And that you sent your Son to bring us forgiveness. Because without him, uh, we we couldn't be talking to you right now. We would have uh, no ability to do that. We would have no, really no ability or way to justify ourselves to be in heaven. Um, but you loved us so much, you gave us your only son. And Jesus, you were willing to do it. And I, I thank you for that. I ask that you help us to remember that. Help us to not only to remember it and know it in our minds, but also know it in our hearts and to be filled with that that sense of awe and um, that love for you and for what you are doing. Help us not to be like the Pharisees and to take offense when we see you moving in people's lives when it doesn't make sense to us. Help us not to be quick to try to shut down what it is you're trying to do, uh, whether it is something that um, seems to go against what you normally do. Um, it's you working in a different way. Uh, let us not say that it is not you and say that it is of the devil that does that. Or let us not say, you know, what is this new thing that is happening? That can't, that can't be of God. Uh, and the, the people that are doing that are, you know, they're blaspheming or they're, uh, you know, way outside the lines of what it is God has called them to do. But Holy Spirit, help give us discernment to know what is of you and what is not. Help us to have a burning desire to be in your word every day so that we are able to store it up in our hearts, have it written on the tablet of our hearts, be able to use that that sword of the spirit that you give us, the spoken word, and to divide every decision uh, down to the bone and marrow between the soul and the spirit of knowing what is what is the right thing what is um, what is of you and when we see it and we use it the the word as you've given us um, let us not reject it let us accept it and if we have rejected it you know, let us be quick to recognize that and repent of it and and turn back to you 
and celebrate what it is you're doing in our life or in the other uh, other people, the lives around us. Help us to not be like the crowd that was at the uh, the te- that teacher's house who of the who lost the daughter that just laughed at Jesus and that um, uh, was a hindrance to him healing. Uh, and in some of the other scriptures, you shed light on this to us by saying that uh, Jesus said that everyone had to leave except for the parents and him and uh, some of the disciples, because uh, it's like you knew Jesus who had the faith and who didn't, and you weren't. You had that discernment, and you also had that. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know what you call it. The backbone or uh, courage, um, the sternness to be able to say that you're not going to let anything get in the way of what your father's doing. And you, you know, you called those people out, you sent them away, and you went and did your father's business. Help us to be like that. Uh, help us not to give in to the fear of man, um, but to give in to you, to give in to your your will and. I mean, let us be yoked to you, Jesus. Because your burden, your burden is light and easy. Let us be yoked to you, and Holy Spirit, let us remember that we are just empty vessels that are waiting to be filled by something, whether it's you or something else. And I rather it be of you. And uh, I ask that for each of us that we that we each day remember that and yoke ourselves to you, Jesus, and ask you, Holy Spirit, for a new, fresh refilling for for that day um, so that we're able to to go about doing your business. And just like you, Jesus, how you, you know, were able to see people, how you were able to see Matthew, that that tax collector that no one, no one liked and that was despised, you saw him. You saw what he could be in your kingdom, and you called him out. You you called, you accepted him, and you called out what what could be what he could do. Um, help us to do that. Help us to recognize the people around us, what it is that you are have in store for them, what is written on their heavenly scrolls, and and let us speak it forth and call it out, um, uh, and and. And accept those people, and um, not only accept them, but bring them into community. So it's one thing for us to accept them; it's another thing to bring them into a community where other people accept them. I mean, you <laughs> uh, you threw a party for him. I get in trouble often for signing other people up for things or inviting other people to things, and uh, sometimes I'm like, well, I mean, uh, Jesus did it right here. Uh, and Pollyanna did it. I mean, I'm just I'm learning from the best here. Um, but let us 
accept those people and bring them in to be in acceptance with others. And just let us recognize everyone around us, recognize their needs, and be willing to reach out with them and uh, embrace them with their faith. Uh, like the the dad who knew, you know, Jesus came to their house and laid hands on his daughter that she would come back to life. And the woman knew that if she touched his cloak, she would be healed. Um, when someone around us, even if we don't know them well, is believing for something, let us recognize that and join in with them and believing for it so that it, it will happen in their life. And we can see you moving it there. And uh, Jesus... I also ask that you help us to discern when it is that we are trying to take something old and mix it with the new in a way that is not right. I know that often I have been like the patch uh, that was a new patch sewn onto the old garment Um that would shrink and tear away or the old or the new wine being poured into the old wineskin that it would crack open and and pour out everywhere and and be ruined. Um, I have done that many, many times. And I I know it's a growing process and that you are, uh, you give grace in that. And I thank you for that. But um, I ask that, you know, uh, that we all don't have to go through that all the time. Um, I mean, the times when it's necessary, yes, but if by any chance we can avoid that <laughs> that part, um, for myself and for the others listening, help us to be able to do that. Uh, help us to have the discernment of when we're trying to make things fit into our, our ideas, uh, our our box, our God box of how we say who who you are and how you operate in, in the world uh, to each of us. When, when we're having issues with making that fit, let us recognize when we're doing that so that we, we're not tearing the garment and, or uh, destroying the wineskins. But let us seek you and learn how it is you want to bring in this new thing and the old thing together so that um, it could glorify you. Because, you, I mean, you, you said you didn't get rid of Moses' law, that every single, um, every single thing of it would be fulfilled. Um, and it, there's... We're always learning and finding new ways and things, but there's still also the old ways of doing things. And we got to learn how to move in and out of those and in the ways you want us to and and incorporate them together. Um, So I I ask for your grace for each of us individually, but also for the church as a whole, that we would learn on how to do this and how to search you. Um, that goes back to what we were praying for yesterday, 
about humbling ourselves and seeking your face so that uh, and turning from our wicked ways so that you will heal our our land. Um, help us to do that. And I, I ask all this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Have a great day.